No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Ezekiel, where the Lord takes Ezekiel in a vision to the temple in Jerusalem, and he sees several abominations provoking God to jealousy. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. There is the human tendency to attempt to hide in the darkness what we don't want others to see. We can even deceive ourselves into thinking that God cannot see. But of course, that's ridiculous. David wrote in Psalm 139, Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. In other words, no one hides anything from God. He sees what we say and do in the darkness. He even knows the imaginations of our mind. This truth is revealed in Ezekiel chapter 8. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day of the month, that I sat in my house with the elders of Judah sitting before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell upon me there. Then I looked, and there was a likeness, like the appearance of fire, from the appearance of his waist, and downward fire, and from his waist, and upward, like the appearance of brightness, like the color of amber. This was now the sixth year since King Jehoiakim of Judah had been taken captive into Babylon. It was 14 months after Ezekiel's first vision in chapter 1. The Lord had confined Ezekiel to his house, but the elders of the Jewish captives would visit him. Perhaps they were seeking a word from the Lord to know what was going to happen with Jerusalem. So as Ezekiel waited on the Lord, we're not told for how long, the hand of the Lord came upon him. Ezekiel, being a true prophet, would not venture his own opinion, but waited for the Spirit of the Lord to come upon him. He was then given a vision, like the vision he saw in chapter 1. This was the vision of the glory of the Lord. He uses the words likeness and appearance, indicating that the things he saw were somewhat vague and otherworldly. The likeness that he saw had the appearance of molten metal. We believe that what he was seeing was a theophany, a manifestation of God that was probably a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. He stretched out the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my hair, and the Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the north gate of the inner court, where the seat of the image of jealousy was, which provokes to jealousy. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, like the vision that I saw in the plain. Now this glorious one that he saw stretched out the form of a hand and took Ezekiel by a lock of his hair. Notice he is careful to say that it was not an actual hand. The Spirit then lifted Ezekiel up into a trans-like state and he was brought in visions to Jerusalem while his body remained in the house with the elders. Now whether he was seeing actual things happening in the temple or if they were symbolic of what was going on in people's hearts 
is a matter of debate, but probably both things were true. As God was revealing to Ezekiel what he saw, Ezekiel was brought through the north gate that led from the outer court to the inner court. There on the north side of the altar was the image that provokes to jealousy, an idol in the courtyard of the temple. This was a direct violation of the first two of the Ten Commandments, and this was put in a prominent place in the temple courtyard. Now the glory of the God of Israel was there. Despite Israel's infidelity, the Lord was reluctant to leave his house. Then he said to me, Son of man, lift your eyes now toward the north. So I lifted my eyes toward the north, and there, north of the altar gate, was the image of jealousy in the entrance. Furthermore, he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The great abominations that the house of Israel commits here to make me go far away from my sanctuary? Now turn again, you will see greater abominations. We are not told what this image was, but it was likely Asherah, the Canaanite goddess of fertility. King Manasseh had placed a carved image of Asherah in the temple during his reign, but then later removed it. It seems that the idolatrous people of Judah had reconstructed it. Idolatry was a perennial problem for Israel going back to the time when they were in Egypt. The Lord was appalled at the shameless abominations his people were doing in full view. In treating Yahweh as one of many deities, they were driving him away from his sanctuary. So he brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. Then he said to me, Son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. And he said to me, Go in and see the wicked abominations which they are doing there. So I went in and saw, and there every sort of creeping thing, abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around on the walls. And so the Lord had Ezekiel make this hole in the wall, and as he peers into it, he sees the wicked abominations that were all over the walls. It would seem that this was figurative for seeing what was actually in the people's hearts. There were creeping things and beasts that were representations of the various pagan deities. And there stood before them 70 men of the elders of the house of Israel, and in their midst stood Jeazaniah, the son of Shaphan. Each man had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark, every man in the room of his idols? For they say, The Lord does not see us, the Lord has forsaken the land. And so Ezekiel was seeing 70 elders of the house of Israel, the leadership. And, and among them was this Jeazaniah, who was from a prominent family there in Judah, one that had been very pious. And so he was no doubt like the black sheep of the family. They were offering incense to their various deities, and they even had secret and private rooms for their own idolatrous 
worship. Again, the idea here is this is what they were doing in their own hearts, in their secret and dark places where they thought that no one else could see. And they offer this lame justification saying, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. And so they felt justified because they felt that the Lord Yahweh had forsaken them. Therefore, they were going to worship these other deities. But the big question here is, what is it that we do in secret? When no one else is looking, that's who we really are. When nobody else sees us, God sees us. And therefore, we need to be very careful about what happens in darkness and in the secret places and what rooms we make in our own hearts for such practices. We know that the basic definition of idolatry is anything that comes between us and our true worship of the Lord. He said to me, turn again and you will see greater abominations that they are doing. So he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house. And to my dismay, women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. Now, Tammuz was a Sumerian god of vegetation who in popular mythology died and became the god of the underworld. This explained the seasonal death of the crops. During that time, his followers would weep, mourning his death. And in the spring, Tammuz would emerge victoriously from the underworld and bring with him life-giving rains. This worship of Tammuz also involved fertility rites that were unspeakably vile. The Jewish women had forsaken the truth for superstitious lies and depending on gods that did not exist. Then he said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Turn again, you will see greater abominations than these. So he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and there at the door of the temple, between the porch and the altar, were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. And they were worshiping the sun toward the east. Now in the area between the portico of the temple and the altar was a place that only the priests could go. So these 25 men were no doubt priests. And this would be the place that according to the prophet Joel, they should have been interceding for the people. Joel 2.17 said, let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room to the temple and the altar. Let them pray, spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? So they should have been interceding for the people, realizing the sins that were going on. Instead, what were they doing? Their backs were toward the Lord, their faces toward the sun, and they were worshiping the sun, worshiping the created thing rather than the creator because there was no fear of God before their eyes. And he said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? Is it a trivial thing to the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence. 
Then they have returned to provoke me to anger. Indeed, they put the branch to their nose. Therefore, I also will act in fury. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, I will not hear them. And so the Lord said to Ezekiel, is this a trivial thing? And in addition to these abominations, they have filled the land with their violence and put a branch to their nose. Now that's an ambiguous expression thought to mean either that they had become a stench to the Lord or that they were thumbing their noses at God. Either way, the Lord said, I will act in fury. And though they cry to me, I will not hear. The time for repentance had passed. God had given them so many opportunities to turn from their idolatrous ways, but they were unwilling. And so now God was set on bringing the judgment, which we will see. This vision actually continues all the way through Ezekiel chapter 11. But it is a clear warning to everyone to realize that God does see what is done in the secret places. And therefore, we need to learn to fear the Lord and not do in secret what we would be embarrassed to have brought out into the open. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Ezekiel receives a vision of the slaughter of the idolaters in Jerusalem, but those who mourn over the abominations are marked and spared. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.